This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources. We have some upcoming workshops for our friends in Wisconsin. January 3rd and 4th, we're going to be in Huberta, 6.30 p.m., one hour, talking about the economy. What's going on with the feds and interest rates? Is inflation going to stick around? We know taxes are going up January 2026, but we're going to give you some actionable steps, some things you can do to help protect yourself from rising taxes. We do need folks to register ahead of time, though. Those are just about full. We have a few seats left, but you can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. We also have some great ways to connect, completely complimentary. If you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. Or if you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan, maybe you're someone that's doing your own plan, or maybe you haven't even started. No problem. In any of those cases, we can help. You can set up an in-person or virtual appointment at any of our locations right at retirementreadyshow.com. I got the tall kind of semi-bearded and i feel, feel like there's a new hairdo yeah brad allen How the crowd doing? goes wild. oh wrong but oh man oh sorry buddy. <laughs> how's it going i'm doing good man good how was uh, the holiday festivities for you it was busy it's always busy you know every year it's here there everywhere and uh a lot of fun a lot of fun hanging out with family and and, and seeing everybody but uh yeah that time of year it's uh it gets a little busy you know you have to have kind of a calendar of each day of where am I going today and which direction do, should I should I go as we get out of the driveway. So, but it was fun. How about you? Now, now, quick question, Brad. You got some young kids. Yeah. Was there? I remember when my kids were young. After Christmas, there was some building that was required for me putting toys together. Whatever it was, any of that for you this year? Not on my end. You know, you you, you kind of look at that ahead of time and just say, okay, well, as long as I don't have to put it together, it's, there it's you good. Go. So you, know, you got. I see. You got uh, to think about that when you're shopping. That's right. Yeah, we had a good one. We hosted um, on Christmas Eve at 31 people. So wow, house was packed and lots of food and laughter and kids running around and. Kind of what the holidays are about for me. Would you, family would you cook? Together. We, uh, so we cooked some beef tenderloin, some beef brisket. Nice. And we made some soup, some potatoes, salads, the whole deal. But Perfect. Uh, good feast. Lots of desserts, pies everywhere. It's the best part of the holiday, but that's also why January 1st comes around and those goals start to that's right. <laughs> kicking those diet goals. Right? That's right. Yeah. See if we can stick with it past February. Yeah. <laughs> But I wanted to catch folks up a little bit. I I think there's, you know, the new year, of course, is right upon us. And and that brings, you know, some changes most years for Social Security and Medicare. And the IRS has made some recent changes that could be pretty costly for some of us. So we want to tell you what to expect today and a lot more. So thanks for joining us on the Retirement Ready Show. And Brad, you know, the IRS is, you know, really at it again 
reminding us that when you spell out the IRS, T H E I R S. <laughs> oh, wait, that's theirs, right? I've there. never thought about it that way before. The IRS, get it? That was a good joke. I know, it. I like it. The crowd went wild. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a dad joke, but it was, no. that was probably the best one I've heard. In a while. <laughs> but the IRS, you get the word there. So they've announced an increase in the interest penalty on the underpayment of estimated taxes. So that's just something I want people to be aware aware of. Sometimes if you pay quarterly estimates, that can be a little bit of a confusing process. There's a safe harbor amount. You really have to look at last year's taxes. So make sure you get that right so you're not paying that increased interest penalty. We don't want folks to kind of fall into that. And I think, Brad, there are some changes coming to Social Security um, you know, Social Security is a big one. A lot of people always have questions about Social Security. Is it going to be there? A lot of people don't know. There's some great ways where you can maximize or get more out of Social Security. Yeah, you know, Social Security is always, always, every single year, one of those things that everybody has questions on because there's so many different ways that you can take it, right? There's there's different things you can do, and, and every year it goes up a little bit. And, you know, I've said in the past on this show, and, and I'll say it over and over again, it's not about when you take Social Security. It's how does it work with everything else that you have. But there are some changes to Social Security in 2024, so several changes we can expect to see with social security next year here's what's no an above average cost of living adjustment or cola is on the way so in 2024 the program 66.7 million beneficiaries will receive a 3.2% cost of living adjustment which means the typical retired worker can expect their monthly check to increase uh, by about $60 uh, per month to about $1,900 per month on average. However, due to the way that COLA is calculated, expenses like housing and medical care are underweighted in the in the calculation, meaning the purchasing power of uh, uh, Social Security income has dropped by 36% since 2000. Another one is high earnings workers uh, will owe more in 2024 thanks to the increase in the maximum taxable earnings cap for 2024. The maximum taxable earnings cap will rise from, it'll go up by uh, $8,400 to $168,600. Uh, the payroll tax liability for these higher earners could increase by as much as $1,041 for self-employed or $520 for employees in 2024. So just know that. When you're looking at your paycheck, your payroll, if you make over than that, uh, you know, they stop taking that Social Security out. Uh, but that number has or is going to increase next uh, next year. So the next one is the maximum monthly payout at full retirement age is increasing in 2024. Currently, the most uh, a beneficiary could expect to receive each month at full retirement age is three thousand six hundred twenty seven dollars. In 2024, workers retiring at full retirement age can earn a maximum of $3,822 per month, nearly a $200 increase per month. Only 2% of beneficiaries meet the qualifications to receive the maximum monthly payout, but that is out there, so that number has gone up. 
Withholding thresholds for early filers are climbing, which means people who file early uh, will be able to, to earn a bit more before having some of their benefits withheld. So for that one, just remember with Social Security, you have those earning limits. If you take it uh, and you're getting your Social Security check, but you're still working at the same time every year, there's some earning limits. So if you go over that, they're going to start to take some of that Social Security away from you. Um, so you want to know what that looks like ahead of time before you make any any big decisions there. Income thresholds for workers with disabilities are increasing. Nearly 7.5 million workers with disabilities will be able to generate more monthly amounts, monthly income next year without seeing their long-term benefits stopped. And the qualification for earning uh, work credits for Social Security will get a little tougher next year. To qualify for a Social Security benefit, currently, workers must receive 40 lifetime work credits, which are based on your earned income, and no more than four credits can be earned in a given year. So each worker uh, or each work credit equates to $1,640 in earned income. Starting in 2024, it'll be $1,730 in earned income to qualify for a single work credit and $6,920 to receive the maximum of uh, four for the year. So, you know, just try to stay up to date with what the current uh, the current rules are, the current changes are, and sit down with your financial advisor to make sure when you're taking or thinking about taking Social Security that it works in the overall plan as a whole. And Brad, you know, I know you sit down with a lot of great couples in in the area here and are there concerns about Social Security? What are you hearing from people? What's their biggest concerns when it comes to the social program? You know, everybody is kind of worried that, hey, it's here now, but is it is it possibly going to change in the future? Is it going to look the same today as it does 10 years from now? And, you know, you hear these different things. You see these articles online that they can only fully fund it till a certain period of time, 2034. Then it goes down to about 79 cents on the dollar for anybody that takes it after that point. So rightfully so. A lot of people are worried when they see those kind of things. But again, that's assuming they don't make any changes between now and then, right? They they could uh, change the payroll taxes. I know they increased it or are going to increase it in 2024, but they could say, you know, the first couple hundred thousand dollars you make in the year is going to be taxed towards Social Security. And that could, you know, kick that can, I guess, down the road for a little bit longer. So I think we'll continue to see changes. We may see changes to the full retirement age right now at 67 for most folks, but they could keep pushing that back as well if people are going to keep working longer, living longer, those things. So I think stay tuned, you know, um, don't make the decision based on it's not going to be there at a certain time. Make the decision based on how does it work with everything else that I have and from a tax standpoint, all these things, what's going to be the best for me and my family in the long run. Great advice, Brad. And, you know, I just think Social Security, like most programs, is changing. We're going to see lots of grandstanding this year with the presidential election. But just make sure it's an active part of your plan. And and getting back, Brad, to earlier, I was talking about this increase in, in estimated tax penalties. And so the IRS has raised the interest penalty on their underpayment of estimated taxes. Previously, the interest charge on underpayments was 3%, but the IRS has raised that penalty to 8%. So it's a big increase. Self-employed workers, independent contractors, gig workers will be at risk of hitting the underpayment penalty if they fail to pay the amount the IRS believes they owe. You won't face an interest penalty for underpayment if the balance is under $1,000 after credits and other tax account information is factored in. And most taxpayers who are W-2 employees 
aren't affected because their regular, you know, their taxes are paid through those regular withholdings from their paychecks. But self-employed folks and independent contractors are required to make payments at least once a quarter if they don't have at least 90% of their taxes withheld during regular pay periods. So it can get a little confusing, but main point of that news is that interest penalty is going from 3% to 8%. So you want to make sure you get that right. And I think, Brad, this is one of the reasons why it's so important to have a comprehensive plan. I think in days past, you had a financial advisor, an accountant, attorney, you know, health insurance, everybody was kind of in their own silos. But I think it's really important for these things to work together. That's why here at our firm, we have accounts, we can do tax returns for clients, we have an estate planning attorney, we have a health insurance agent. So we can really, there's these five key areas we talk about quite a bit, investments, income, healthcare, family, and taxes. And those really need, if you're going to have a successful retirement plan and really maximize your savings, you really want all three of those pieces working in conjunction. They want to work together in this day where you have different professionals pointing the finger at each other saying, that's not really my area of responsibility. I really think you would benefit from having a team that's working together for you. But yeah, good stuff. I'm excited about it. And and Brad, of course, I want to acknowledge uh, Sandra Day O'Connor was the first woman on the Supreme Court. You know, she died here recently at the age of 83. Um, for those uh, that remember, she was originally appointed to the Supreme Court in 1981 by President Ronald Reagan, and she served on the high court's bench until her retirement in 2006. And I dug up, Brad, some old quotes. There's, I think people enjoy these that kind of remember these. So here's the first one. Maybe you haven't noticed, but I think about 51 or 52 percent of the population are female. <laughs> So she was obviously a big uh, advocate of, you know, kind of females in the court and, and all that great stuff. Here's another great one I found, Brad. Compare that to the two-thirds of Americans who can name at least one of the judges on American Idol <laughs> or the nearly, nearly three-quarters of our citizens who can name at least two of the three stooges. So I don't know if you remember those, Brad, you were pretty young, but, but, uh, she had some funny one liners, but really kind of, uh, groundbreaking first woman on the Supreme Court, quite a legend. And, and, uh, of course here passing away at the age of 93. So just a little, uh, little tribute to her and a little bit of history there that I hope brings back a little bit of nostalgia for folks, but also want to touch briefly, Brad, we're talking about some of the changes as the new year is coming in. Medicare Part B standard premiums, those are set to increase by $9.80 per month in 2024. Yeah, you know, the, the standard monthly premium for Medicare Part B will increase by nearly $10. Uh, the annual deductible for Part B will be $240 in 2024. And these increases are mainly due to uh, projected increases in healthcare spending. Medicare Part B covers physician services, outpatient services, some some home health care services, 
durable medical uh, equipment and, and some other services not covered by Part A. High income earners will pay more for Medicare Part B due to income related monthly adjustment amounts or IRMA. In 2024, IRMA charges will apply to individuals with more than $103,000 and married couples will uh, with more than 206000 in modified adjusted gross income. So again, you know, we're throwing a lot of numbers out there, a lot of changes going into next year. These kind of changes happen every year, but it's good to stay informed, good to stay in tune with what's happening, what's changing, and how it's going to affect you as well. You know, talking about Medicare, often we get a lot of questions. We talked about Social Security in the last segment, but a lot of Medicare questions too a lot, you know, and, and that has to be part of your retirement plan. When you're thinking about retirement, whether you're there now or you're getting there and maybe going to retire five years from now, well, you want to start thinking about all the different areas that you're going to have to cover once you get to retirement. And and that's why we often talk about or always talk about our five key stops along the way on the retirement ready roadmap. You have the investments. That's obvious, right? You're going to need to live off that money. You have income, so you're going to have to figure out where that money is going to come from, when to take Social Security, those things. You have taxes, you have family, but there's also health care. And health care is one of those areas that could be pretty costly depending on your income. So you want to plan for that, right? So putting that retirement plan together has to be holistic and health care and Medicare should be a part of that as a whole. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Definitely should be a part of the plan, and that's why it's one of the five stops on our Retirement Ready Roadmap. You know, there's so many issues when it comes to your health that you want to have secure in retirement. And Brad, I think, you know, one thing that's changed, we recently had some uh, holiday parties where we had quite a few um, of our client families out and some of their guests, and uh, we did a couple different ones here, but it just caused me to really think back about, you know, the history of the company and all that, and I think, you know, there was a time where people were working longer, but it seems like we're getting more and more people that are retiring prior to 65, so before Medicare eligible. So the first healthcare kind of dilemma is how do I make it to Medicare? Lots of different ways. There might be COBRA state continuance you can have at your employer, depending how close you are. There's, if your income's low, there's, you know, the you know, Obamacare that you could potentially look at. There's buying health insurance on the private market. Then you get to Medicare. It's, you know, Medicare, you know, all these different options, A, B, C, D, you know, Medicare Advantage supplements. So you need to sort through that. And then, of course, later in life, you have some health care issues, you know, the threat of long-term care and lots of important things to, to work through. But, you know, we have a great health insurance agent here that can really help kind of guide you through whatever stage you are in that process can really help guide you through that. And I think that's important. So you're not worrying about it. Now, Brad, we got, we got New Year's Eve here. Yes, sir. Right. I got a, I got a good one for you. Ready? Hey, now you, you, I don't know if a lot of people know you played uh, you were a pretty serious basketball player. In your I day. played. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I've been trying to play a little bit more now and it's, AAU it's, it's and there. all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's not there anymore though. I can't dunk anymore. I, I thought I'd be able to keep dunking for, 
a long time, but no, not so no, much. Not anymore. anymore. No, I, and I, I used to be six four. I swear, I used to be six four, and now they're telling me I'm six three. So I don't know. Gravity it's shrinking. It's gravity. Yeah, I don't know what it's pulling is. you back down, buddy. I guess. Well, I got a good one for you. All right. What New Year's resolution should a basketball player never make? A basketball player. Yeah. I don't know. What? To travel more. Hmm. That's pretty good, I think. Uh, no? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they got the laughs. I thought you were going to put the clap on. Yeah, the audience clap. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it wasn't your worst one. I, I, that was, it was, it was well, okay. I got, I got some bad ones. I can, I can pull out some bad ones if you want. You know, I was just thinking about when you were mentioning, though, um, people seem to be retiring a little bit earlier. And I, I've seen that this year. And I, I was trying to figure out why that is. And I don't know if it's because COVID and everybody, you know, had to stay home for quite a while or, or at least work from home. And a lot of these companies started uh, working from home. But you do. You, people are working from home a little bit. They kind of get the itch to retire a little bit earlier because of that. And and most people can do it as long as they have the right plan in place. We, we did our... Uh, holiday party for most of our clients here uh, over the last couple uh, weeks. And it's so nice to see people who have retired maybe early, a little bit earlier this year. And they were so nervous about it because it is such a nerve wracking thing to finally say, I'm going to stop working. Right. But to just talk to them and, and just see the stress lifted off their shoulders at, at uh, this time of year, it was just so nice to kind of catch up and, uh, and just see how retirement's going so far. And, hundred percent of the time everybody loves it you know yeah people do love it it is interesting brad you know i think we get to sit in a very unique seat and, and it's one of the many reasons i'm so grateful i do what i do for a living and you know you and i have had so many times where you're sitting across from a couple they really want to retire but generally it's fear right and, and that fear may came come out in a couple different ways but Generally, it's fear that, you know, I don't know if I've saved enough. Am I going to be able to survive inflation? What if the market goes down? Can I do all the things I've dreamed about? And, and that's where kind of creating a plan really helps. I think nowadays we meet so many people that have done the hard part, right? They made the sacrifice for 30 or 40 years of their working career, where instead of just living for the moment and blowing every penny on their paycheck, they put some money money aside and they invested that let that grow and compound over time and but then you suddenly get to retirement it's like well how the heck does this all work together and are we going to be okay and i think that's where the power of the retirement ready roadmap comes in and we have some really great tools where we can simulate these bad market periods we can look at good times bad times different inflation rates what if this happens what if that happens and we can start to really say, hey, how long will my money last in the worst case scenario, right? And, and oftentimes, Brad, we do that. And there's that moment where someone realizes they can retire. And sometimes it smiles. Sometimes you can just kind of see the weight lifted off their shoulders. Sometimes it's even tears. And, you know, I, I know this year I, I often think a lot, a lot about my blessings and, and the things that I'm grateful for. And and I think the the opportunity to help families cross this bridge into retirement and i think about all the thousands of families that have just put their trust in us over the years and boy i'm sure grateful for that there was a time it was just me in a little basement office and now we got 25 team members three locations so it's been quite a journey and i'm definitely grateful for for all the people in the community 
Brad, we're talking a little bit about year-end planning, and and I think this is a good time of year. I know we're right up against the end of the year, but you, especially in this last quarter, you really should have heard from your advisor with some ideas on how to reduce your taxes. And we talk a lot about taking advantage of lower tax rates now, but I also think it's a good time to kind of reanalyze if you're in the right situation with your financial advisor, because retirement really is a different chapter in life. And a lot of advisors just don't want to get into the tax planning. And, and I get it. It takes work. I mean, I spend, you know, hundreds of hours a year on continuing education and I'm part of a couple of tax mastermind groups and and it does take a lot of work, but we do that because it is so critical and because it makes such a difference in retirement. But there's also, Brent, this is the time of year I think a lot of people are thinking about charities, maybe giving to church or the charities that are important to you. And many of us have lost the ability to itemize. In the 2017 Tax Cut Jobs Act, the standard deduction doubled. So we can't itemize anymore. So a lot of people think that's just gone, but there are some really effective ways to get back that charitable deduction. First one is some really low-lying fruit, Brad, if you're 70 and a half or older, and that's the Qualified Charitable Distribution, the QCD. QCD. So that's uh, you're able to give money to charity. Now, here's what most people do, right? They, they have the church or charity that they give to, and maybe they give it weekly, monthly, yearly, however they do it throughout the year. But... A lot of the time when they do that, it, it just comes from their savings account. That's money you already paid taxes on, and then you're giving it to to charity or church, which is great, right? But could it be maybe a more efficient strategy for you? So if you're 70 and a half or, or above, you know that at 73, you're going to have to start taking required minimum distributions. But the number for QCDs or charitable giving through IRAs is still 70 and a half. So here's how, how it works. You want to pick your your charity or church, and you can give it uh, a couple times throughout the year. You can do it once, however you want to do it, but you can send money directly from your traditional IRA to the church or charity, and you won't pay taxes on it, right? So it's a little bit better scenario. You know you're going to have to take money out of those accounts eventually with those required minimum distributions if you don't have to already, but could you lower those distributions by giving some of that money to charity? So it's a great strategy, something that you want to sit down and make sure that it works for you, whether you have an advisor already or you want to come sit down and talk about what is the best way to do that. There are certainly other charitable giving strategies that you can utilize as well. But, you know, I was uh, I was sitting with a, a, a client that that started on a couple of years ago. And this is kind of a cool story. Uh, it shows, you know, when you're putting together this roadmap, this retirement ready roadmap, you're really trying to put together something that's going to hit the goals that you want to hit, right? And um, these clients came on board a couple of years back. They came to one of our uh, workshops, one of our classes, and you know they sat down with us after the class and got some one-on-one -on -one questions answered. And eventually, they decided that they wanted to come on as a client. And you know when we put that plan together initially. Their goal was to see, okay, how much money do I have left at 100 years old? How much is going to end up going to the kids? What kind of tax strategies should we use? All the things that we talk about here on a, a weekly basis. And originally when they came in, we put that plan together and showed they're absolutely going to be great, right? They're going to have plenty of money left over at 100 years old. There's great tax strategies that we can do along the way to make that even more favorable for them and their, their children. But one of the surprising things to them was 
we told them, you know, you, you have those different phases of retirement. You have the go-go, the slow-go, and the no-go phase. You might have heard us talk about those in the past. So the go-go phase is early in retirement. Those are the first 10, 15, maybe 20 years of your retirement where you do a lot more stuff. You take those trips you want to take. You travel. You spend a little bit more money early in retirement than you do later on down the road, aside from nursing home and those kind of things. But that kind of opened up those clients' eyes to say, okay, well, because we have this much money left over later on down the road, what if we change our expenses early on in those first 10 years to be able to travel a little bit more? And and it's so neat to kind of see a couple years later some of the trips that they've taken and, and they feel so comfortable taking it because that is part of the plan, right? They're going to be just fine. So let's make sure that they enjoy it along the way as well. And I got to tell you, that's one of my favorite parts about the job is to actually see people be able to utilize the plan that we put together for them to enjoy their retirement and make the most out of it, you know? Really important to do that. And when you think about layering these tax strategies into that plan, you know, these charitable strategies are really important. We, you talked a little bit about the QCD. Another great one is called a DAF. That stands for Drake is an awesome financial advisor. Correct. <laughs> No? Like that one? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It stands, <laughs> stands for Donor Advised Fund. And, and this is a great way where you can start to layer some strategies. So maybe we're doing a Roth conversion strategy to kind of take advantage of today's lower rates. Well, the potential downside to that is we're paying more taxes this year because you have to pay taxes when you do that Roth conversion. But if you're doing some charitable giving, and when I say charitable giving, I think sometimes, Brad, people hear oh, I've got to be giving away substantial amounts of money. Not necessarily the case. Even if you're conservatively giving to church, charities, whatever it might be, we can bunch those in a donor advised fund. You still control when that money is distributed to to the charities and, and when, but we get to take that deduction. There's some limits on AGI, but we get to take that deduction right in that first year. So we can use that to offset some of those Roth conversions but it's a great way to get some of those, you know, tax benefits back that most of us have lost when doing that. And boy, there's a whole lot of other strategies, charitable remainder trust. If you're selling a highly appreciated business, property, even a stock, there's some great ways to minimize the capital gains on that. But too detailed, I think, to get into today. But point being, there's some great strategies. And to your point, Brad, we want to bring these pieces together. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about right at the beginning of the show. I think the first segment, Tony, we talked about social security. So something as as seemingly small of a decision as social security could end up being a huge tax liability later on down the road, right? So when you're thinking about all these little decisions, I guess, that you have to make along the way. When do I take social security? What do I do for Medicare? You know, those are, are little decisions along the way, but they could end up being big decisions from a tax standpoint later. So just think about it this way. I'll just give an example. So let's say you're 62, you're, you're retiring this year. Um, and you're trying to figure out, Hey, I can turn on social security. It's going to be a little bit lesser of a number, but I'll get it for a longer period of time. So I think I'm going to do that. So I don't have to draw from the, the assets in the market. But would it be a lot better for you from a, from a tax standpoint when you think about, and this is obviously depending on how much you have saved in IRAs and what those accounts look like, but it could be a lot better to draw from a 401k or a traditional IRA or a 403b. It could be better for those accounts to come out first early in retirement 
because you're going to have to pay taxes on all that money you take out, right? Like you might have a million dollar 401k right now, but how much of that money is actually yours depends on how you take it out along the way. And it's completely your decision in the beginning, but it becomes the government's decision after 73. They start making you take money out. So from the time you retire to the time you turn 73 is what I like to call the sweet spot of retirement. You get to choose what tax bracket you put yourself in. You get to choose when you take Social Security. You get to choose what accounts you draw from first. And if you can really do that right in those first, whatever, 10 years, five years of retirement, that will make a huge difference later on down the road. But one little mistake, right? Taking something at the wrong time or taking from the wrong account too early, it could be, it makes a big difference long-term with how much money you have left over or how that money's taxed, all these different things. Great points, Brad. And when you think about Medicare, Social Security, or taxes, lots of different pieces that go into a retirement-ready roadmap. You don't want to have gaps. It's really important to make sure these are addressed. I want to invite you to think about where you're at right now when you think about those five years. Rate yourself one to ten. For example, how are you in tax planning? One being unprepared, ten being I got this. And if you're anything below an eight, I would argue you need some help. So, you know, if you can't give yourself an eight or nine, reach out. We'd love to help you. It's a completely complimentary process. We can help you create your retirement-ready roadmap and really address all of these various concerns that you might be having. Let's face it, in retirement, you don't want to be stressed and thinking about your money. You want to be out there enjoying these wonderful years. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement-ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.